0: Come on, let's praise Him. be so worthy of praise. Let's worship Him. Oh, Lord, you're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Come on, Connect Church. He's worthy of all praise, worthy of our best praise, worthy of all glory, worthy of all honour. We exalt you, Lord. Lord, we exalt your name. You're worthy of all praise, worthy of all our worship. Lord, we thank you for every testimony in the life of this church, every story of a changed life. We thank you again, as we do so many times, for the amazing grace of God. How sweet it sounded. It saved a wretch like me. I was lost, but now I'm found, I was blind, but now I see not because of how good I am, but because of how good you are. God, we deserve nothing. We can we cannot do anything to attain our salvation. We cannot add to it, we can't buy it, we can't get it. You gave it to us. For your word says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but the gift of God, the gift of God, the gift of God, the gift of God. Friend, if you're here today and you're going, man, I don't know, how how could I get right with God? Friend, you can't. But through what Christ did on the cross, you can. You can do all things through Christ. It is His sovereign work on the cross, the shedding of His blood. See, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. You can know him today because of what he has done. This is the gospel. He died and was buried. And on the third day, hallelujah, he rose again. Come on, somebody. He rose again, and because he lives, I can live. He died my death that I might live his life. You can know him today. Give your life to Christ. And I've tried to do it. Pastor, you don't know how bad I am. Friends, I want to tell you, you need to know how good God is. You need to know how good God is. Friends, you're even more. Pastor, I've got big problems. I want to tell you, we've got an even bigger God. No, it doesn't matter how big your problems are. He's bigger. It doesn't matter how great. Like I nearly just fell off the stage right there. That's the anointing. Hallelujah. Oh no, it was I tripped over the speaker. And I want to tell you, no matter how great your problem, God is greater. No matter how big your situation he's bigger. And so, God, we honor you in this place today. We give our lives to you. Lord, we sang that song, we surrender. God, we have nothing to offer but ourselves. So, God, we surrender today. In this place, in this Connect Church, we surrender to you today. We surrender all to you. That you would have your way. Friend, if you're here and you're saying, how can I give my life to Christ? He's just a prayer away. It's by saying, Christ, be the king of my life. Be the Lord of my life. Come and sit on the, the throne of my heart. The Bible says he knocks on the door. If we would open it, he would come in and sit. Let him be the king of your life. You know, as a drug addict many years ago, I turned to Christ. I came to a meeting just like this. And the preacher was preaching just like I'm preaching. And that day, I don't know what it was. I was a biker. I was messed up. I stood up with my long hair and my messed up thing. And I, 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 I stood I, I didn't know and understand the gospel, but I knew that God was calling me. And if you're here today and you know that God is calling, you respond to him. Do not harden your heart. Let this be the day of your salvation. Give your life to Christ. Allow him to do his work. And I want to tell you, your life will never be the same. But it won't be easy. It's not a wide road, it's a narrow path. Oh, it won't be easy. The world's going to hate you. But give your life to Christ today. So Lord, come, be king of my life. Church, if Jesus has changed your life and if he's given you a testimony, would you give him some glory and praise? Would you give him a clap offering today? Would you just, just say, God, you can did it. You changed me, you served me you did something amazing in my life hallelujah hallelujah turn to the person next to you say you look amazing and then uh, grab a seat so kia ora, everyone great to have you big hi to those online uh, joining us I also need to say hi dear because even though it's uh, early in the morning here Pastor Anita is in India. She is watching this. It's 1 a.m. in the morning. Can everybody say hi to her over there? We love you. Waiting for you to come home. I'm still alive. We are, me and Ru- there's Reuben. We are doing okay. We are getting through this. We are getting, we are getting... Uh, through this. And like Carl said, there's a lot of work going out. Uh, he said it's just a building. We're actually recreating the tabernacle. Can I just say? We're just, we're just recreate We're just going to build it there and build a tent of uh, meeting. You know, the crazy thing about that's costing a fortune, but when it's finished, it's going to look exactly the same. <laughs> The work's going to go on on the in, uh, inside, and may God's work go. Sometimes you can look the same, but how many know God's changed us? God's done a work on the. Uh, God's done a work. <laughs> Someone like, do I clap? Yeah, you can clap. At that. I mean, God's done a work in our. Parts. It's amazing because as we were trying to do it, we are looking, man, there's so many better materials that we could have put on that wall. Just so many better materials, so many things. But do you know if you change any of the materials, it triggers a, uh, what is it called? A consent process, and then you've got to do all the fire alarms, and it's cost millions of dollars. And I'm like, nah, not doing that. <laughs> so it's just going to look exactly the same. It's going to be covered up, and it'll pop up, and it'll go, look, at that, but a lot has taken place. I'm just telling you right then, it's cost a fortune um, uh, to do it. But I hope everyone's doing okay. Listen, it's no secret. Oh, I have to say hi to uh, Wesley and Caroline, who are the pastors of Aspire Church down there. Nelson. Where are you? I know you're hiding. Oh, there you are. Yeah, they're back. They've been pastoring in Nelson for like 14 years. Aspire Church down there, but they're now with us here at Connect Church. Can we give them a big welcome uh, back? And... Uh, He probably wanted to hide. He probably wanted to hide, but it's not happening, not happening. And so great to have you back with us uh, uh, for the next 14 years and whatever God is going to do. He's going to be a sports chaplain down in Wellington looking after, um, I don't know, football teams and all that kind of stuff and just uh, bringing the gospel to uh, that area of life, which is pretty cool. Look, it's no secret. It's no secret that the last couple of years have been challenging, to say the least. Each of us has managed as best we, we can. We've managed the global pandemic and the polarizing politics that accompanied it. And there was no handbook to follow. Like, like we couldn't pop down to Whitcalls and buy pandemics for dummies. We, 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 we couldn't do it i I, as a pastor, could not go to the christian bookshop and 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 ask for you know seven tips the book for pa- you know seven tips for pastoring through pandemics i couldn't i couldn't find that that book doesn't exist there was no there was no handbook for this situation because nobody has been this way before. We were all locked down, and our churches for a par, at least partially were locked up. And so two and a bit years on, life has changed. You might look the same, but you're different. Or if you're like me, I've added a little bit of, uh, I'm trying to work on it. Something like, yeah, you need to, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but life's changed, you've changed, we've, we've changed. We're not the same, and in the midst of it all, I want to say in the midst of all the stuff that's going on, it's so easy for us as, as people, just as human beings, it's just in the nature of who we are, to lose our bearings. To lose our, to lose our bearings, to, to, to lose our way, to, to go, where, where's our true north? Where, where, what's the direction we should be traveling in? Church life has been no different. It's been a disruptive and a disorientating season for sure. We all just held on for dear life and rode the wave and are still riding the wave as best we can. But there is a sense that the worst is over and there is a light at the end of what has felt like a very, very long tunnel. And so I've called today's message bearings. I've called today's message Bearings, simply because I want us as Connect Church to get ours. I want us to get our bearings, to get our bearings, to, to, to use the compass of, of God's Word to point, to point our way forward so as to plot our course, so as to direct our path. Because, remember, although much has changed in our world, and I've said this over the last couple of years because I've needed to remind not just you, but me. In the middle of it all, I've needed to remind myself, but I've said over the last couple of couple of years that, 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 that although much has changed in our world, God has not. Good place to say amen. Although much has changed in our world, God has not malachi 3 verse 6 you know it for i am the lord i change not and so know this you you may have changed no one's the same no one's the same after walking through this no one's the same your 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 perhaps your relationships have changed there are relationships that you used to have you don't have anymore your relationships have changed through this maybe your, your your job situation's changed through this maybe your financial situation may have changed through this maybe your circumstances may have may have changed but i want to say here today whatever change has happened is happening and is going to happen god changes not he changes not the bible says i change not let me remind you of the great aw pink who said this god cannot change for the better for he is perfect and being perfect he cannot change For the worst. He is the unchanging, eternal, infinite, and limitless God. So the writer of Hebrews beautifully says, Jesus Christ, whom we worship, who we love, who we exalt, who we declare in this place. Jesus Christ is the same. The same God. Jesus Christ is the same. Listen, yesterday, in your today, And also in your tomorrow and your forever as well. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And a favorite quote over the last couple of years for me is in this ever-changing world, we can trust in an unchanging God. Will somebody give him some praise in this house? He is worthy no matter what we're going through. In this ever-changing world, we can trust in an unchanging God. So let's get our bearings. Let's get our bearings. That's what I want to do. I'm calling this bearings today. And so uh, to begin that calibration, the first question I want to ask is, what's our purpose? As a church, what's our purpose for being here? As a church, why are we here? And maybe you've been a part of Connect Church uh, for years. Maybe you've been a part of this community for many, many years many years some i know more than 30 years there are people here who have been apart from uh, a part of this church and maybe you're more recently you've joined maybe today like some i've talked to recently you've been watching online and you've you're deciding whether this is the church you want to be a part of i think it's so important that we know what's our purpose why why are we here i'm meeting different people who have become, even in this new season, a part of the church. I met somebody last week. They're here uh, this morning, and I said to them, where, where, where do you live? And uh, they, they, they said this was last week, and they said, oh, we live in Rewise Street. And I said, oh, I grew up on Rewise Street. And I said, well, what well, what number do you live in? And they said, well, that's, that's our old house. They said, we felt the anointing as we walked in and purchased. We said, we've got to purchase that house. God's bringing people from all over the place into this environment but why are we here what's our purpose Whether long or short no matter how long you've been here we need to understand why is this church here what's our purpose what's our mission what's our vision and not only that we've got to ask where do we even derive that from where do we even get our purpose where do we even get our our mission and vision mission and vision from and i've said over the years and i've never changed on this i've said over the years i believe that our ultimate purpose where do we get it from our ultimate purpose is derived from god's purposes our ultimate purpose as a church is derived from god's purposes we don't invent our purpose we don't go what's a cool thing to do Oh, let's, let's, let's do the latest and greatest. No, we, we don't invent our purpose. We merely identify it. And where do we identify it in? We identify it in the word of God, which is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We, 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 we go, God, God what, what do you want us to do? What's important to you, God? Because what is important to you needs to be important to us. So we don't make up our purpose. We merely identify it in his, in his word. Because why would we want to make it up as well? Why would we want to pick something, you know, you know? well, that's cool, well, that's neat or whatever. Listen, the Scripture makes it clear. In Psalm 127, verse 1, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, come on, unless the Lord builds the house, well, it doesn't matter how fancy you think you are or how good we can do this or how talented we think we may be, but I want to tell you, none of that matters. Because unless the Lord builds the house, God build this house. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it, well, their labor is just in vain. Matthew 16, verse 18, Jesus said, I will build my church. It's not our church, it's his church. He said, I will build my church. It's his church, not ours. He founded it, died for it sent the holy spirit for it and uh one day he will come again for it can i hear a good amen in this church he is the lord of the church he is the head of the church we don't invent our purpose we identify it and i believe with all my heart that our purpose our mission our vision is connect church is found in two things The Great Commandments and the Great Commission. The Great Commandments and the Great Commission. The Great Commandments, the scribe asked Jesus, Rabbi, teacher, which commandment is the most important? What's most important? What's the most important thing, Rabbi? Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, it's the Shema, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. All. All in the Greek means all. Not 70%, not 80%. All. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself there is no other commandment greater than these i want to tell you jesus didn't invent this this is not something people they they weren't like oh wow that's that's a that's a new thing no jesus was really declaring something that has been known to every hebrew from, from from millennia this is the shema the most important saying And so we've got to understand, we're not trying to invent a cool purpose to do something new. No, friends, what what we're we're, uh, attaching, where our anchor is, we're attaching to that, which is not just for 2,000 years, but 3,000 and 4,000, 5,000 years that God has spoken and said, this is important. And people say, well, we don't need the Old Testament For these days we're New Testament. Listen, if Jesus needed the Old Testament, we need the Old Testament. Can I hear a good amen? He quoted it. He's like, this is the most important thing. It's like there's no commandment greater, none. See, this sums up the 613 laws, the mitzvah, the laws of the Jewish people. He summed it up. The shema, this this, this hearing, sums up what is most important. In fact, in Matthew 22, verse 40, just after these same things were spoken, it says, on these two commandments hang all the law. Not just some, all of it. It can all be summed up. All the law and the prophets. Everything hangs on these. And then there's the Great Commission. The Great Commission. This is after the resurrection of Jesus, and he's... He's risen from the dead, and he's gathered his disciples, and he says, I want to tell you something. This is what I want you to do. Jesus came and said to them, Matthew 28, verse 18, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, Remember, we were talking about getting our bearings. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. We are disciples today because someone heeded this of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit well again if you haven't been baptized in here if you're saying i'm a believer and i haven't been you need to be baptized. listen if jesus was baptized you need to be baptized <laughs> baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit teaching them to observe to obey all that i have commanded you and behold I'm with you always to the end of the age. God is with us. He's Emmanuel again. We don't serve a Jesus who was alive and is now dead. No, we serve a Jesus who was dead and because of the resurrection is now alive and is present. Come on and able to work in our hearts and in our lives. And he's present here. And I'm with you always to the end of the age. So I'm saying, as we're talking about getting our bearings, what is important to Jesus should be important to us. So as we get our bearings, what, what's our purpose here at Connect Church? If, if I was to sum it up in one, one statement, if I was to narrow it down, if I was to look at, the, uh, look at this and go, what, what, what could we say is our purpose at its core? We, we, we're not making it up. We're really identifying. I would say it's this. What's our purpose at Connect Church? Is to love God and love people. Love God. You want a purpose statement? There it is. Love God. Love people. Now, I think there needs to be development of that. I, don't, and I think in this day and age, a lot of people don't understand what that means. It's not some wishy-washy kind of like, well, we just love and do whatever you want. And I, I can assure you, it is not that. Because if you love God, you obey what he commands. Come on, somebody. You do what he says. You're not just a hearer of the word, you're a doer of the word. This isn't just some kind of wishy-washy kind of, we, oh, we just love, no, we need to, I, I, it's for another message. I'm really, I'm wanting to let go, but I'm holding back. But we've got to understand what, what it means when we say love God and love people. Because if I say I love God with all my heart and with all my soul and with all my strength, with all my mind, then I will do what he asks me to do. I will hear what he says and obey. And some of the things he says are scary. And some of the things he says will cause the world to hate you. And if they persecuted him, they'll persecute you. If they hated him, they'll hate you. If you're ever going, well, when's the world just going to accept us? They're not going to. I hope it gets better. No, it might not. But we have the Spirit of God inside of us. We've not been left as orphans. God is in us and working through us. Come on, somebody. I know. I'm just like, made some of you real nervous and some of you going like, I don't know. Just give me some happy stuff. No, no, I, I want you to be, you, I'm, I'm trying to help you get your bearings. Yeah. Trying to help you get your bearings because listen, listen, church is not just to enjoy, it's to deploy. Church is not just to enjoy, it's to deploy. We're called to do something. He's given us a mission. And so that's the next question. If our purpose is to love God uh, and, and love people. So the next question is how how do we as Connect Church outwork this in a practical way? What's our, what's our mission? Well, our, our mission as a church is simply this. We, we want to see, and we've said this over the years. I'm just repeating it because we need to hear it. We're getting our bearings. Why are we doing what we're doing? We're getting our bearings. Our our mission is simply this. We want to see lost people saved. Because why? Because we love people. Why? Because we love God. And he says, go and reach people. Go and disciple the nation. So we love God. We love people. What do we want to do? We want to see lost people saved. That means your relative who doesn't know him. That means your family member, that person at your workplace. Church is not just for us to enjoy. It's for us to deploy. We want to see lost people saved. We want to see saved people past it. Oh, we're not there yet. We're not the best at it. We're, not. we're trying to figure it out. We want to see saved people past it. We want to see past people discipled, and we want to see disciple people being mobilized. That's our heart. We haven't got there yet. We're trying. We're doing things. We're trying to bring that. There's much work to be done, but that's our mission. We're on a mission. There's work to be done. And you play a part in that work. We don't want to just enjoy, but rather deploy. We want to get on mission. We need to get our bearings back. Because understand this, the church is God's plan A, and there isn't a plan B. There isn't a plan B. He's not going to go, you know what, that didn't work. I'm going to try something else. No, the church is God's plan A. And yes, with all of us messy people, because none of us have got it all together yet, and if you walked in here today and you thought, "Oh man, these guys have it all together," I can assure you, I can assure you, apart from me, nobody knows. No, listen, even that's an issue, right? I'm proud of how humble I am. Come on, somebody. I mean, it's just, you know, this is this is the crazy thing. None of us have it all together, and you can spend your life looking at. Listen, listen, the people come. The, It's true, the church is full of hypocrites, but as we say, there's always room for one more, right? Because nobody, if we could do it ourselves, we wouldn't need him. But we know we fall short of the glory of God, and that's why we need Christ, and that's why we need the gospel, and that's why we need to understand the cross and the miracle of what the cross does that saves wretches like us. with all its faults, warts and all, because the church, the bride of Christ, people say, if you find a perfect church, don't join it, you'll spoil it. <laughs> Why? Because we're all messed up in some way or another. Yes, even that person sitting next to you. Yeah. The church is God's plan A, and there is no plan B. 16th century theologian and professor Jeffrey King said this. I love it. He said, the New Testament knows nothing of freelance Christianity. Well, I'll just do it by myself. I No, no, no. New Testament Christianity knows nothing of freelance Christianity. It is the corporate witness of the redeemed fellowship that is used by the Spirit of God. It is the church together. Together is Connect Church. Together as Connect Church, we are called to not just enjoy, but to deploy on mission. To do what? To see lost people saved, saved people pastored, pastored people being discipled, and disciple people being mobilized. The church is God's plan A, and there isn't a plan B. And so in line with our mission in February this year, I announced that one of our main big picture objectives for us as a church this year is getting a new Connect Church campus up and running in Tawa tell a new life which has a rich history in fact it's their jubilee year they've been going for 50 years 50 years but they face the fact that for the longest time the church has been in decline struggling to gain momentum with 20 plus people meeting pastor helen's actually down there today preaching with 20 plus people meeting in what is a huge building they have realized things have to change and so over the last 12 months or so the pastor and leadership have gone to us we can't do this but we think you can And so the leadership and trustees of Tawa New Life Church were giving and have now given to Connect Church Trust, their large freehold property and church building, which measures some 12,000 square feet. Strategically located on the main road of Tawa, a short distance from Transmission Gully, which I call the Connect Campus Link Road built for us for this exact purpose and we are letting other people use it as i've said (laughs) but a short distance from transmission gully off ramp in the Tawa train station which actually opens up for us the entire wellington region and so in february a huge amount of planning from february a huge amount of planning prepping and background work has been underway behind the scenes admin's been centralized we're organizing the speaking roster and different ones have been going down there and speaking already Uh, the building itself has good bones but i want to tell you it's very very tired and so we have been and are right now in the process of giving it some lippy a facelift a bit of a basic facelift just to to make it fit for purpose and so we're painting it to pretty it up, different ones, RV and so on, are, are down there working on it and doing some fixing some plumbing and that kind of stuff. So we've got air conditioning going in because it's a factory. It's got no, uh, what do you call it the, in the walls, the insulation. And so in winter, it's freezing. So I'm like, has anyone thought maybe we should heat this up? Because <laughs> uh, people are sitting there like this. And in summer, it's boiling hot. And so we're installing air conditioning. For that, we're doing a minimal facelift in the main uh, toilets because... We want you to go and be happy with that. <laughs> it wasn't a good scene. But we scored some great sound gear. It's in there behind there, which we've bought second hand off a church in Hamilton that had operated for a while but then couldn't. Uh, uh, go further and so we've got a uh, second hand but like really amazing sound gear that we're going to set up. Natalie's gone and done a purchase. She's purchased 15 grand's worth of furniture for about about $1,500 because it was a dollar reserve on Trade Me. Nat's always in for a deal. If you need a deal, see Nat and she's gone in and scored all this amazing, amazing uh, stuff that this company in Auckland wanted to get rid of and it's just, just a- a- incre- incredible. But we, we, we want to make it fit for purpose. That's what we're doing. And so you're like, how are we paying for it? Or It's all financed through the Tawa Reserves. So again, along with giving the building, they've given also money that they had saved for many years for this exact purpose. And so it's completely financed by that. As a, how many think that's a good thing? That's cool. That's pretty cool. Hey, uh, amen. So let's take an offering. No, I'm not going to do that right now. But again, it's just incredible provision. It's not something that's not been forced or had to make. It's just, it's just, it just happened. We haven't chased it. We haven't, it's, just, it's just come it's just come it's all financed through through that which they have put aside and given to us to make something happen and so we've got a working bee coming up we'll let you know about that but it will be great to get as many people as we can helping on that as we get it ready so taking this on as a leadership let me just say again just trying to get our bearings and all this crazy taking this on as a leadership the trustees as we talked, it wasn't an easy thing. It wasn't just lightly considered. We've, as you've probably realized, we've already got a lot on, uh, um, you know, with, with here and with new life and just all the stuff that we do. And, you know, we, we, we are busy. But I, I was just reflecting on that and just reminding and reminded of the fact that those who Jesus called, his, his disciples, were busy people. Jesus didn't call people who were sitting around doing nothing. So oh, you got nothing to do, come and follow me. No, he, he called busy people. Hey, you're fishing? Yeah, we're fishing. Come on, I'll teach you how to catch men. I'll teach you how to how to fish and and, and Jesus called busy people. Matthew was doing that. Jesus walked past. He's like, he's doing his work, and, and Jesus is like, come follow me. And so I, I understand that we're, we're busy. And because here's the thing. I, this crazy season, I've got to be honest, sometimes it makes me tired. There's been a lot going, going on. I'm sure you you, you could say and identify with the same. I was listening to a podcast this week that really sort of whacked me. And it was two preachers. They were just doing an interview, talking to one, uh, one another. And I was playing this as I was on, on my way down to Peru to see Dad at Kinapuru. And so as I... I'm, I'm listening to this and they're talking about, you know, the environment that the, the world is in at the moment. And they said a lot of people are burnt out. A lot of people are burnt burnt out. And he says that the, the challenge we have as believers. And the, the part, they're just talking frank, but it, it got me because it was a challenge to me. He's like, some of my staff came and said, and I'm not saying this is of our staff, but just, just get the... Get the many, they're like, oh, we're burnt out. And, and their question was, when were you last on fire? If you burn out, when were you last on fire? And that was like, ooh, ouch. When was I last on fire? Oh, yeah, there, there's so much to do. When was I last on fire? When did I allow the fire of God to grip my heart? When did I allow that fire to burn on the inside of me? If I am burnt out, when was the last time I'm on fire? When was the last time you were on fire? And so there's something about this which we're doing that sets my heart on fire. I know we're busy, I know we've got a lot on, I know we've got many things to do. And believe me, I'm acutely aware of the master's servants to whom much is to whom much is given, much is required, the stewardship. Of this is a tremendous this tremendous resource is something that I take very very seriously but it's something that lights a fire on the inside of me but of course let me say the building is just a building it's just a building it's not the steeple but the people who make up a church I mean they had the steeple it's the people and so what this building does is it provides us, as Connect Church, a unique opportunity for us to be the hands and feet of Jesus to the wider Wellington region in a way we could not be before. Because I know God's heart is that his house would be full. Jesus in the parable of the banquet reveals God's heart. In Luke chapter 14, verse 23, where he says, now the master calls unto his servants. Because again, we are his servants. God, what would you have us do? I surrender to you, God. Now the master calls unto his servants go out to the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. Church is not the steeple, it's the people. And so, as his servants, as his servants, I want to heed his call. And fill his house. Speaking of people, the campus pastors. There will be the amazing Mason and Natalie. So Will you stand up so they're going to give it a go? They're going. They're, they're going there. So, but we won't be losing them. We are. Uh, people go. Oh, you are going down there? No. Listen, we're running a five pm service down there, but. Their role will change a little bit, but they will still be seen around the house. They are not going away. So right now, where we're at, talking about bearings, we're really at countdown stage now. We're doing 10, 9, 8. So we're probably at about 3 right now. We're about 3 as to when we'll launch. we have put a stake in the ground and a date on the calendar. And so on the 5th of June, not of fives here, on the 5th of June at 5 p.m., Pentecost Sunday, you're invited to join us for the dedication and launch of our new Connect Campus location, Main Road Tower. We want to gather and thank God for what, has, for what he has done in 50 years. That's why I like all the fives here. We've got 5th of June at 5 p.m. Pentecost, which is 50 after the resurrection. Pentecost means 50. On the 50th year, we are celebrating and thanking God for what he's done and for what he's going to do So, if you have friends down in Tawa looking for a church, tell them there's a there's a new church in town. If you have people in Johnsonville who are looking for a new church, I've already had people from the last service say our daughter lives down in Tawa. We're gonna we're, we're gonna be inviting her to come along to that. You might know somebody. Our Church is not just for us to enjoy. It's for us to deploy. So if you have friends in the area looking for a church, let them know. Remember, Connect Church, we're talking about today getting our bearings. What are we wanting to do in Tawa? Well, we want to simply do what we do here. We want to love God and love people. That's our purpose. So we're going to give it all we've got. John Wesley the well-known preacher who preached to thousands over his lifetime, the one who said, I get on fire and people come and watch me burn. He said this in response to Christ's commands. And I pray this would be our heart as we deploy. He said, do all the good you can, by all the means you can, and all the ways you can, and all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. We want to do all we can to reach that part of our world and so how are we going to do that well we're going to do it through the local church we want to see lost people saved saved people pastored, pastor people discipled, disciple people being mobilized that is our mission And so in our new campus as we go in there we're going to do whatever whatever it takes whatever it takes to connect people to Jesus and their purpose that's our vision our vision It's to connect people to Jesus and their purpose. That's what we want to do. And yes, it's a lot of work. But Connect Church, we're called, you're called. Not just to enjoy, but to deploy. How's it gonna work? I don't know. How's it gonna all come together? I don't know. Is there risk involved? Yes, of course. But here's what I know. I I People go, well, do we know 100%? No, we never know anything 100%. But I do know God's into building His church. And so He's into church. And so I can go with that. Because church is God's plan A and there is no plan, plan B. And here's the thing. I just know that we can always trust an unknown future to a known God who is able to do immeasurably more than all. We can ask or imagine according to His power that is at work within us. I want to say what we do here matters, people. And the part you play in what we do here matters. Matters where? Matters for eternity, my friend. Let's enjoy and deploy. And Today, I hope you got your bearings. Today, I hope we got our bearings. Would you stand? Let me pronounce this blessing, this benediction over you from Hebrews 13, verse 20. It says, Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, may he equip you, may he equip you with every good thing to do his will, And may he accomplish in us, in you, what is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be all glory forever and ever. Amen. Isaiah 43, verse 19, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Come on, let's give God some praise in this place. That's our direction. That's our mission. There's our vision. Let's deploy, and we're through the grace of God, as He empowers us to do it, let's see many lives changed for eternity. Amen. Lord, the service is over.